0: to the worst day of our life. Um, yeah. We just recorded an entire hour and a half of audio. And what happens when we go to listen?
1: <laughs> so, we're depressed, we're tired. We're going to get through this
0: cuz uh, we got to talk about this dang dang movie. Yeah, we Literally d- broke down the entire movie. We got into all our thoughts. We sounded so freaking smart. We sounded so smart. We can be smart again, bestie. And um, yeah, I. It was a really good episode. Like we we killed it. We slayed. We, we girl bossed. And then all of a sudden, and now we gotta do it again. We gotta do it again. So, you know what? We're just gonna hop right into it. We gave y'all a homework assignment last week to watch Bo is Afraid, so hopefully you did that. And if you didn't, you might not
1: want to listen to this episode you will have to you're you're required to you're just gonna have to watch the movie first yeah and if you don't care about watching the movie and you don't care about any spoilers then you can listen to it yeah it's whatever we're about to tell you the whole plot
0: yeah so beware spoiler alert um... oh by the way hey it's film club podcast in case you forgot film club the film club podcast haters film club (laughs) podcast i'm chloe i'm annoyed i'm gabby (laughs) (laughs) hi annoyed (laughs) We took a TikTok break and ate a cookie and a croissant, so we're up in that energy, we're back on it. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Yeehaw, Yeehaw! So yeah, we're not even we're not even getting with the pleasantries. We're jumping right in yeah. Prominent themes of the movie. Water. Water. Uh, birth, life, death, the life cycle. Rainbows. Dreams. Anxiety, especially time anxiety, fear of letting others down, and fear and distrust of other people. Mother issues, father issues, helicopter parenting, um, be- the concept that we are the product of our parents. Yeah. And the opioid epidemic. Quick recap of the
1: plot. Basically this is going to be as basic as possible. Yeah. We have Mr. Bo Wasserman who has to go see his mother um, after not visiting her for a while. And right before he's about to leave, something goes wrong and then everything goes wrong. And he realizes that he has to go through this journey to go see his mother. And we'll get into it. Yeah.
0: So let's get into Bo himself first of all. So, um, one thing I noticed was that Bo finds himself frozen in fear for extended periods of time, and the world just moves on around him. Mm -hmm. He's a very anxious person,
1: um, he doesn't allow himself to enjoy, you know, the normal things, because everything just-
0: he might get cancer if he eats something wrong, and he- Or somebody might break into his house. Yeah. Yeah. So, um- He's got money insecurity, which is kind of weird because he's, like, a prodigy son of this woman who's, like, got this extremely major company. Yeah. He should not have money insecurity. Um, we see his card decline twice, and yeah, he shouldn't be short on cash. Right. We see where he lives is, like, a very run-down
1: apartment complex that's based right next to a whorehouse, and you know, in comparison, like, his mother's house is in this beautiful giant mansion that's in, like, a suburb somewhere in Wasserton.
0: <laughs> Wasserton.
1: Um, big balls.
0: He do got some big balls. He got big balls. He he said goodnight and big balls. Good night and big balls. Um, which I said is kind of, like, a representation of his repression of feelings and not allowing himself to act on his sexual desires. And I kind of found it as, like, a... Excuse me. A a, a
1: take on his, like, what he might feel of himself, of his masculinity. If he can't fully pleasure himself, does he really feel like a man? Hmm. Is he a man? Are you a man? I don't know. I'm a he.
0: I'm a he. I don't do none of that gay shit. (laughs) LGBT.
1: My pronouns are
0: proud He's american my
1: ass <laughs> my my pronouns are gun leather oh my jesus god.
0: follower
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, also bo never has the power to choose like god <laughs> we just got in all of this <laughs> anyways let's go um yeah we, we see many times like people asking him like oh, do you think you can wait until tomorrow? Or, oh, you're such a champ. Like, not even giving him the chance to actually make a choice or say what he wants. Right. He doesn't have a choice.
1: Even to the point where we see when he's calling his mom after after he realizes he can't go see her, um, he's like, what's the best thing for you? Like, he wants to please his mom. And later when he meets up with his childhood crush, She's like, why did you wait for me? And he says, because you told me to. Mm -hmm. Instead of like his own want
0: and desire to. Yeah. And then also he has no secure parental figure with his father supposedly being dead. He doesn't have that, and he's constantly searching for a mother figure throughout this journey. So a couple to name would be obviously Mona, his mom, Grace, who we find in the new family, Penelope, who's in the theater troupe thing the angel and there's the statue as well which is a big object in this movie
1: another another mothering figure we've seen also would be like his nanny that we see Martha. at the very very end
0: yeah um so this movie kind of breaks off into different chunks, and they're centered around specific settings. So, the first one would be what I would call his everyday life. This is where we pick up with Bo, where we meet him and get to see what he experiences in his day-to-day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, this starts over in a therapy session.
1: Um, well, actually, we'll start from the very, very beginning, which is the birth of Bo. Yeah, we literally... Yeah. are born yeah into the movie and in the background you can hear mona being like what's wrong with what's him? wrong with him did he hit his head did you drop him why um, isn't he crying yeah um
0: kind of like could be why she's became so overprotective of beau because right it. from the start yeah i see it as her like immediately instilling this right. anxiety in him as well as
1: like you hear her like sh- screaming bloody murder while they're like while she's giving birth yeah Yeah. so you can tell that like she's she went through a lot of pain to give birth to him so i feel like she feels like this almost like entitled desire to control him and be like his everything
0: Mm -hmm. so yeah we opened in the therapist office pretty much and he's just sitting there talking, he gets a new prescription, and he's specifically told that he has to take it with water.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And basically, just to get into the setting of the area that Bo is in, this is a very crime-ridden area. We see, like, a bunch of booths with people selling stuff, like, they're selling openly firearms and just, like, here you go, buy it. Um, There, we see, like, prostitutes, we see people just getting murdered out on the street, there's, like, a decomposing body in the road. Um yeah so there's a lot of crime.
1: Yeah and I mean in the middle of all this we see um Grace which we meet later but we see her originally in the background. In the background she's serving soup to some of the homeless people that are in the street. Mm-hmm. Um She's even like very like personable with them. She tells one of them like you seem like a minestrone guy. Like yeah. she's definitely taking like taking the time mm-hmm. to serve them. Right. Like while nobody else cares, she cares. Yeah. But I I did want to also mention I tried to I could not find cuz this there's also like this random man who's just like dancing Oh <laughs> salsa. my god, the dance lessons. Yeah. Um and I was trying to find the song because The lyric was like, I mama,
0: and I'm like, "Mm, mama, mother, I don't know, but I couldn't find the song. song. Um, Also, hi 40, Um, there is little to no police attention Mm -hmm. at all, like we literally only see one police officer in this entire movie, and I even wrote down that the police here is corrupt, because we see him engaging with a prostitute, and then he's openly trying to use his firearms on Bo when he's, like, asking for help. So, like, the police are kind of non-existent. Worthless. Worthless. Um, It's also a very cynical society. Like, Bo walks up to this guy. There's, like, a large crowd gathered, and he's, like, what's going on? And they're all filming, and they're, like, oh, we're trying to get this guy to jump off a building, and they're, like, laughing. Like, it's funny. Um, Yeah, and there's also, like, in his apartment, he's watching TV, we see on the news that there's, like, a lot of stabbings, we've got the birthday boy stab man, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and, um, he's literally just on TV, like, all his junk hanging out, Mm -hmm. um, and then, like, advertised at the same time on this news program is a TV show called Dead and Pregnant, so it's just, like, everything around is, like, the most extreme, violent, cynical society. That's all that Bo sees every day.
1: Right. And then to completely shift the tone, after that, we see a commercial for a medication that's supposed to be for men's health. Mm-hmm. And one of the lines is how men's health is so precious. Mm-hmm. Um, because obviously Mona... And it, it shows that it's done by this company, MW, which we later find is the company of Mona Wasserman. Um and so it's obvious that she has, like, dedicated her life to serve her son in some sort in of way. His specific needs. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, so basically, getting back to that prescription, Bo takes... He's, this is where it's setting up that he's supposed to be going to visit his mom. Um, he wakes up too late. He's, yeah, because the, the night before, his uh, neighbor, neighbor, we assume,
1: is... Sliding notes under his door, which the first note um underlines the word precious, which I found pretty interesting. Yeah, like sleep
0: is very precious. Yeah,
1: so he he talks about like we're trying to get our precious sleep, and precious is underlined, and we just saw the word precious in that commercial, mm-hmm. so it almost felt like, for me, it, it it felt like um whoever's sliding these notes is also working in the same region as his mother.
0: Yeah, um so they get in like a little bit of a tiff he's not doing anything like he's not playing loud music nothing which i kind of do say something about that if we can get into that um but then the neighbor retaliates and plays like really loud music so bo like plugs his ears he sleeps through his alarm he's gonna miss his flight and he's like rushing out the door he forgets his floss goes back and leaves his keys in the door and his keys are stolen so he calls his mom in a panic and is like i can't go like my keys have been stolen i cannot leave my apartment with somebody out there with my keys. Um, so she, like, obviously is, like, freaking out and... She gets a little this bit... This is where we really meet her. Yeah,
1: this is where we see her personality, where she's, like... She's, like, oh, well, if you don't think you can come, then don't. Yeah. Kind of, like, standoffish, like, mm-hmm. petty kind of interaction.
0: When it's something that's outside of his hands. Yeah. Or so we think. Um, So, yeah, he takes this medication that's supposed to help his anxiety, I'm assuming... He doesn't have any water. The taps are all shut off. Yeah. Conveniently shut off. Oh, conveniently shut off. Ooh, okay. Even though we just recorded this, we're still making some connections. <laughs> so um, he's like choking. He has to run across the street to get water, but he doesn't have any keys to lock up his apartment. So he leaves a f- old phone book in the door. And as he- his card gets declined, so he's trying to pay with cash, and in the middle of this panic, we see literally everybody on the streets just swarm into his apartment, and he's panicking. And, um, so when he tries to run after, somebody closes the door, and he is just left outside to observe, and he's freaking out.
1: Yeah, he's watching them starting to raid different apartments, like, people Specifically his. Well, his, but there was also, like- Someone was just in their apartment. They're coming into their apartment. And then he they see him going into his apartment because the door is wide open. Um, and then he climbs on some scaffolding and Observes. is just observing everything that's going on inside his own home. And he's, yeah. like, just
0: horrified. Yeah, there's, like, people blowing up stuff in his microwave, having sex, killing each other, wrestling, fighting, like, every... And the Samba Man. Yeah, the Samba Man doing his thing, just whatever you think of when you think of the dark web, it's probably happening in this house right now. Mm-hmm. So he's, like, frozen in fear. Yeah. And the night goes on, and in the morning, it's all clear. Mm-hmm. And so then we he goes in the apartment, and he gets his phone, and he tries to call his mom. And this is when we hear from our UPS guy, who is played by Bill Hader. Mm-hmm. Love him. Um, he's like, oh, like this is your mom's phone? And he's like, I I just came in, and there's, like, a woman here, and she's headless, and her face is gone. And he's like, what do you mean? What do you mean? And so he assumes that his mom has died. Which is kind of funny now
1: that I'm thinking about it, because, you know, his whole thing was like, oh, yeah, the dogs were going crazy, blah, 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 the door was open. And while they're explaining this, I'm thinking, like, she lives in an apartment complex, and they can smell Mm. it through, like the shared floors and shared walls. Mm-hmm. But she lives in, like, a single mansion, like, down a big road. Like, there's a whole yeah. hill. Like, there's no way, like, anyone passing through Would've wouldn't noticed. would know that there's a dead body in there. Yeah. So,
0: so, UPS guy's
1: also planted.
0: Yeah. So, he's, like, kind of panicking. He goes to take a bath, I'm assuming, to calm his nerves. Well, before that, oh. he, um, this is
1: where we really first see him like freeze in time mm-hmm. he had run the bath before he started to call his mom and uh suddenly like time jumps and we see that he's still standing in the same place the bath has flooded mm-hmm. um we really i i i wrote this down but in the therapy session after he gets his new medication his therapist tells him like call me if your breath changes or if you start to feel warm um and this is where I first saw his breathing change when the guy confirmed that his it was his mother whose head was crushed. He, like, could not inhale properly. Like, he just started to hyperventilate. And this kind of, like, made me think, you know, since he took the medication without water, like, was intended, even though he got some later. You know
0: my mom sending me something from a pedro pascal fan account
1: (laughs) (laughs) but since he might have you know taken this medication off of water like how it's intended
0: it could be that the negative side effects were starting to kick in Mm -hmm. so he goes to take a bath to kind of calm himself down and we he like is relaxing he looks up and there's a guy like pinned up on the ceiling i guess trying not to fall like he was trying to hide And the guy falls, and they have a scuffle, and Bo is afraid. LOL. Name the movie. And he sprints out of the apartment, butt booty naked, and he immediately gets hit by a car, and it's Grace. Well, no. Huh? He doesn't immediately get hit by the car. What happens? He goes to get help from the cop. Oh, he he tries to get help from the cop. The cop is going to shoot him. Yeah. So then he's really sprinting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And And then he
1: also is about to get attacked by stab 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 man, man, so he's like
0: running all over the place, Which, and that's one thing I forgot to mention was getting into like him being afraid of other people when he was first we first see him going to his apartment he is like in a full-blown marathon sprint to get to his door yeah like he's not taking a leisurely stroll like he is sprinting to his apartment slamming the door behind him like he is terrified of every individual on that street Mm -hmm. um so yeah he gets hit by that car we see some water ripples Mm -hmm. that effect
1: yeah every time he goes to sleep even when he first went to sleep before his neighbor started pounding Mm -hmm. on his door he there it was very subtle but the lighting on the wall that was meant to look like you know light from outside looked like water ripples and as soon as he woke up before the note first came in they disappeared so every time we see it every time he's knocked out falls asleep in some sort of way we see water yeah and i was kind kind of talking to chloe about it in the previous episode that we just had to record <laughs> moment of silence um how what i feel like water is somehow both a pee- like a a safe space for him a, pee- <laughs> a safe it's space a pee- for him or but as well like as a very traumatic, traumatic place like he he'll try to go to the water to find his safe space and then it will change on him and Traumatize him.
0: Yeah. And for me, the water symbolizes like phases of life, which I can get into a little bit more later. But, um, so now we wake up. Bo is in a K pop poster plastered bedroom, Mm -hmm. the teen girl bedroom to the max. Yeah. Red flag. Red flag, as Gabby said. And yeah, so this is a section I like to call Bo's new family. Mm -hmm. And, um, So, we definitely see, like, a nuclear kind of family. We see Roger, who is Pumbaa from The Lion King. Mm -hmm. And he's definitely, like, a TV dad. He's like, sport, let's go get some hot dogs on that grill. Yeah. (laughs) And then we have Grace, who's seen as, like, a doting mother. She's, like, really caring for him, tending to his wounds. And then we see Tony, who is, like, the jealous um, teenage bratty sister. Yeah. And aside from getting hit by their
1: car stabby stabby man-man did end up catching up to him and Mm -hmm. stabs him, he stabs him multiple times in the hand as well as in the side, which I kind of interpreted to an almost like Christ-like figure Mm -hmm. because earlier when he's sleeping outside we see a big mural on the wall that says Jesus 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 sees sees your your abominations." abominations. So I feel like See, we also have this big thing about seeing, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of, you know, the idea I of being see seen in this movie is being very watched. prominent, um, being watched. So I, f- I felt like it was a very, like, almost Christian theme in this Spiritual. sense, which is funny because he's, at least character-wise, he's, he's a Jewish. Jewish man. Um, And, I mean, we don't find this out until slightly after... Um, but he gets, he gets to call his mom's lawyer and he learns that he had been knocked out for three days. So that's another kind of like parallel to Jesus in the sense that it took him three days to rise again. He is Jewish.
0: Joaquin Phoenix? Yep. Oh, cool. Interesting. Um, yeah. So he wakes up in this place. And the next scene that we go to, they're kind of, like, sitting around a dinner table, and they're all praying. And we see literally the whole dining room is, like, plastered with, um, I guess memorial.
1: Yeah, it's just a kind
0: of, um, shrine. Shrine almost. to their deceased son, Nathan, mm-hmm. who died fighting in Caracas. Yeah,
1: apparently. Which is where Gabby was born. Yeah, so if you didn't know that. Now you know. Um, we see it early- We see it a little bit earlier when he first- getting into something. Well, when he first runs to the bodega to find that water, we see, um, a newspaper that says, uh, peace refused in Venezuela. Um, and then we later learn that there's a current war, which I guess- I guess this is set in America, that, um, that the Americans are... Hel- it definitely is said in America. Mm-hmm. That the Americans are, like, helping fight. Who knows if it's for or against. Mm-hmm. That's why I think this kind of has a small, like, theme about socialism in the sense that, you know, Venezuela was is very known for their uh, failed socialist structure. Um, and we see propaganda all over the town saying defund pigs and things mm-hmm. like that so yeah
0: yeah but um so yeah we're definitely introduced into this and they're like oh nathan was killed in battle and then we're introduced to jeeves who lives out in a van in the backyard and he wears like a t-shirt with a venezuelan flag on it and they're like yeah they fought in the war together and basically for me it really represented like the PTSD that these soldiers face and Mm -hmm. the way that we as a society often neglect veterans Mm -hmm. and Jeeves is literally just treated like an attack dog like they just jam pills down his throat he's literally living in the backyard and they kind of just like sick him on bow whenever he fails them Mm -hmm. at the end of this section and the family uses pills to just cope like we see Tony literally popping them things like Gabby was saying Skittles Tic tacs, and they're literally just like eating pills all the time. Yeah. Like, that's their way that they're gonna fix their problems, right? Um,
1: uh, we both wrote this down, but later we see, um, Grace is giving Bo a mug with the letter N on it. At the same time, Roger is trying to tell Bo about the fact that he can't take him now. We well, do learn the lawyer. Did you already get into that?
0: Yeah. Oh, okay, my bad. Oh. Yeah. Don't doubt. Well,
1: because <laughs> I did kind of mention it briefly, but the lawyer is talking about how um we need to bury the body fast. He in- says specifically that it's humiliating yeah. to everyone. Because the mother specifically asked to wait until Bo arrived to bury the body. Um, I didn't know this, but Chloe told me that in Jewish culture, it's also it's important to bury the body within a certain amount of days. Mm-hmm. Um, I could s- be
0: making that up. I was, I've never been in the Jewish faith, so. Oh, I thought you like researched it. And... No, I just happen to know that. Oh, okay. But,
1: um, so he's like trying to rush these people to get him home. He can't, um, he can't fly because he's still healing and his stitches would pop up, pop out. Um, in comparison, why
0: did I say in comparison? Oh, what happens at a Jewish funeral? A traditional Jewish funeral occurs within 24 hours at the time of death. Mm. And the lawyer stresses that it's been three days yeah. since his mother's died. So that's
1: a big part of it. Um, and he's trying to get there as fast as he can. The Roger is talking about how he can't make it we do find out later that Roger was
0: working for Mona so yeah. it was almost like setting him up for failure but he stresses like oh you can't fly there in your condition you'll pop your stitches or yeah. I can't drive you today I have surgery
1: but he also kind of gives him the choice he's like do you want me to take you today or not and Bo kind of just like freezes because he doesn't know how yeah. to like he doesn't want to inconvenience
0: them and mm-hmm. he goes thanks for being a good sport." almost yeah like, like doesn't even wait for an answer right. Um, so then we see his interactions with Tony, and, um, Tony kind of, like, screams at him Is like, come on, we need to go now, like, yeah. and he's like, where are we going, and she's like, I'm driving you home, and then they get outside, and, like, her friend is there, and she's, like, in a little cheerleader uniform, and she's like, meet my new brother, Yeah, and they, like, get in the car.
1: We do see that, um, at least the mother is very... Um, doting to mm-hmm. Bo. Bo, almost in the sense she of She
0: gives him his own monogrammed PJs yeah. with his
1: name. She's, uh, She was crying at one point, hugging him, saying Nathan, Nathan. She gives him the mug with the letter N on it mm-hmm. um, which had like a secret a message for him. Like he's she's trying to help him out. Like I think she, she knows what Mona is doing and she wants to he Pities him almost. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, so in the car, Tony has like a joint and she's like, you need to smoke this. And he's like, no, what is this? And she's like, well, Roger said that you need to smoke it. It'll it'll help you. And he says specifically, he's like, well, what is it? And she says, it's three things, which I never figured out what the symbolism of that was, but I wrote it down because it was interesting. Maybe it was... F- um, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Maybe it was frankincense, <laughs> incense, and myrrh. <gasps> anyways yeah so he smokes the joint and you said you said i I said i heard it differently but yeah
1: we both heard it differently but i could have sworn he while he was taking the hit that she was telling she was like like, keep going keep going don't stop don't stop stop. and i heard don't come which is like kind of parallel to the rest of his stuff
0: i heard don't cough I don't know. So... Could be either. Let us know what you hear. Um, yeah, and then as he's kind of, like, in the back seat, just in this high, we kind of hear their conversation for a little bit, the two girls up front, and they're kind of just, like, mean girls to the max, like, very nasty. They're, like, talking about a teacher, and they're like, we should ruin his life and make him drop dead from it. Like, not typical gossip that I would be saying as, like, a teenage girl, like, yeah. evil girls and right before we get in the car
1: we had seen a quick image of this woman named elaine mm-hmm. who we later learn is this childhood crush that um beau has and the reason we see her is because she's on the news as one of mona's employees um and he kind of gets shocked at the fact that she's been working for him, for Mona this whole time.
0: and he throws up all over the computer.
1: So since we just saw Elaine, as he's like kind of going through this high, he's getting flashbacks of
0: the time that he met her in a cruise. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, so we see young Bo on this cruise deck, and I pointed out that he's reading a book called Big Mistake, which I thought was interesting. And we also see that so beau meets elaine she's like pounding on the doors and she's like there's a dead man in the pool there's a dead man in the pool so they go to investigate and they like get to know each other and they're on the deck and i guess there's just like a wide buffet of food and she's like well what about this and he's like that'll give you cancer what about this oh that'll that'll make you die like he has just such a distrust of other foreign things that aren't specifically given to him from his mother yeah and i mean we see that the
1: MW company creates, like, frozen foods, mm-hmm. and we see him eat those frozen foods, too, so it's obvious that his mom kind of triggered his kind of reaction to things that aren't Having from her. just a
0: distrust yeah. of any foreign things. Um, yeah, and then they kind of get onto the topic of sex, and this is where we first are introduced to this, And Bo says that having sex is very dangerous for him and that it's a a genetic issue. And, which is interesting. And then also Mona is kind of asking him, she's like, oh, well, what do you think about Martha? And he's like, I love Martha. This is his, like, nanny. And she's like, oh, you love her? And then she's like, "I've, I've noticed you being attracted to, like, a certain type of girl. And just kind of very awkward weird interaction and mm-hmm. also her stressing the importance of finding the one yeah yeah so she's already like got her hand in his love yeah. life and, i mean we even see
1: like awkwardly enough i mean the credits call him teen Bo, so he's definitely supposed to be like post puberty mm-hmm. um and we see them sharing a bed together which kind of sets off alarms for me because no one over the age of like 10 should be sharing a bed with their mother especially a, a very wo- i still do well i mean it, it obviously we're poor and we can't afford like the king size room with like yeah seven seven kitchens and things like that but mona's very well off and it it seems it's not only that they're sharing a bed but they're like cu- cuddling each other yeah. to the it, point
0: it's like a, a full xl
1: yeah there's definitely like you know, levels to a relationship between mother and, and son, but this was kind it of was, crossing it that. It was giving
0: creepy, especially yeah. with the other layers. It was crossing that border. Yeah. So then, um, kind of getting out of that memory, we hear Tony. she screams. She's like, now! And this was like the trippiest part of the movie because you're like in one moment and then it's like, the way they have the audio in the theater, like, Mm -hmm. it was, it felt like it was behind you, and it's, like, alerting you to the present. So he, like, wakes up, and, um, before this, um, I think Roger was like, oh, yeah, we'll take you out as soon as we fire up the grill. Mm -hmm. And Grace is like, because I see you, and I love you, um, I need you to, like, I, and I know what you're going through. I I want you to know what's going on. And she's like, you need to look at Channel 78. Which I will get into now because I did last time re- we recorded and Gabby made me stop talking. <laughs> it's not how we really? went out. So, anyways, Channel 78, when he goes to it, he realizes that it's like a live feed of him, like literally cameras watching him. And what's interesting is when he goes to fast forward in the episode, um, it actually shows clips from the rest of the movie, mm-hmm. which I thought was very interesting. So, it's kind of like Mona already had everything planned out from the get-go, no matter what he chose. That, or he's
1: somehow stuck in this, like, life, and he's just, like, replaying it. to this. Yeah, kind of like a a groundhog day. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: So, Grace goes out to help Roger. He sees this, and then Tony kind of snaps him out of it and is like, I need you to help me right now, and they, like, go up to Nathan's room, which you were kind of talking about the difference in their rooms. Yeah, because, um...
1: We see obviously she's like a what we I would assume is like a K-pop stand. It was just a bunch of boy groups, um, like different posters and things like that. Mm-hmm. She had a lot of knickknacks and little items. I I also noticed how there were a
0: lot of it was things like, that said like dream. Yeah, it was like justice through. Yeah, in there. very
1: girly, very like you know has a personality kind of thing. Mm-hmm. In comparison, her brother's room was like american flag and like his diploma and very like clean cut very like orderly um
0: so that just kind of shows the dichotomy in Mm -hmm. their
1: in their difference
0: so she like marches him up there and um she's got two buckets of paint and it's a baby blue paint baby pink paint which i think kind of could be like something on gender Mm -hmm. and she takes the pink paint and like paints beau's name on the walls and then She's like, she's like, if you're gonna come in my family and like try to intrude, you should at least try to get fucked up with me. Yeah. And all this. She wants to like she's like, drink this fucking paint with me. Which I don't think drinking paint would do nothing. I think it'd be sniffing it that would do. Not to be that girly, but Charlie drinks paint on Ollie Sunny.
1: Help get me out of here.
0: (laughs) The episode is actually specifically called Charlie Catches a Leprechaun. Um so basically,
1: she starts drinking the paint, <laughs> and it's <laughs> oh, Tierno's taking the trash L O L. <laughs> well, where
0: were we? Sorry,
1: our landlord walked <laughs> past and we <laughs> got shot.
0: <laughs> we're recording in front of an open window right now. Um,
1: is this how people fe- people feel when they're like making a TikTok and their neighbor walks past? Oh. Are your roommate is home.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, so anyways, Tony drinks the paint and, like, immediately dies. Yeah. Prop- props did- did their job. Props popped off. Yeah. And so, um... Which is funny, because she drinks the blue paint, too. Yeah, she drinks the blue paint and then paints Bo's name in pink. So, gender roles. What is gender? The lips! I'm sorry. Um... So, yeah, Grace, like, storms in. She's like, she's, what did she say? You were the one. For what? You were like, I see you now. Oh, yeah, the mom's like, I
1: see you now. You were trying to replace my son. So she even, like, recognized, like, her, how she was feeling for him in comparison to her son. Mm -hmm. But something that, I don't know if you caught anything of that, like, when Tony's like,
0: uh, we did your test. Cause even Bo was yeah. She's Tony says you failed the test. Oh, is that what she Sh- said specifically? Yeah, which uh, that's what I said. Oh, uh, did you? Yeah, I said that the last time too. She I was don't like, remember you saying she this. was like, you failed the test, and she doesn't go into specifics, but we'll get into that test later. No, but did um, we? I will. I'll make it happen, y'all. But um, so yeah, then uh, she comes in. She's like, Jeeves. Tear him apart. Oh, and they keep screaming, like, he's in the house, and that keeps repeating a couple mm-hmm. of times, too. It does. So, um, Jeeves is like I said, basically an attack dog. He just starts running after Bo. Bo, like, busts through the glass door and he's sprinting, immediately hits us a, a branch and knocks himself out. We see water, we do see water, we do again. see water. Um, so, and now we're now in. we're in the bathtub dream <laughs> so we the first now, wait when was the first time we Hold see on. the bathtub? yeah, maybe this is when she this
1: is when no, she starts squawking before, yeah, she starts squawking when when he first wakes up in the house, yeah, we don't see like the full bathtub dream until until me has it as now. No, it's wrong. It's not until after she tells the story about Papa. Because mm. that's
0: when Elaine shows okay. up. Okay, well then we'll wait till we get there. Coming back. So he wakes up, and he's in the woods, and he's lost, he's confused, and he sees this, um... Okay, fart. Pregnant he little this lady. He sees heavily pregnant lady. And, um, again, just going on that motherly figure that he's looking for, and so she's basically like, oh, come with me, you know, I'll, I, we, we will take care of you, and so this is the section I would like to say is the theater kid commune. Yeah, we see a
1: group of people playing Zip Zap Zop, which if you don't know what Zip Zap Zop is, you aren't gay, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, or didn't do theater. <laughs> yeah, um, basically Zip Zap Zop is a game that usually younger people theater crowds play but obviously like older people will do it for like the nostalgia it's a way to kind of break the ice and whoa birth control and it's a way to break the ice and kind of warm up and start practicing on being quick on your feet because you have to kind of
0: react quickly yeah um and then as she's kind of like giving him a tour of this like commune I would say we see an old man that's up in the tree and this is actually an older version of Bo and Mm -hmm. we know this because it's literally on the movie poster um and we also see different signs
1: that say things like um at the
0: end of a rainbow you'll find your dreams yeah
1: which I will talk about later but we see a
0: lot of rainbows coming up uh secretly gay um (laughs) <laughs> i think that this is a cult because um basically what she explains it as is that they're what does she say they're she like the the children of the forest the or something the of orphans the of the forest and they travel from forest to forest and put on a theater show mm-hmm. and so um they're rehearsing and there's a guy in the audience who's like dressed in like business suit and everything, and everybody else is in, like, LARPing costumes. Like, we see a guy dressed as a ladybug, Mm -hmm. and the guy is really confused. He's like, excuse me, what am I doing here? Mm -hmm. Excuse me, why am I here? And so it's kind of creepy vibes going on there. But then we
1: see this guy who is cranking this box with, like, a rainbow on it, and box doesn't do anything as far as we can see, right, because suddenly, like, everyone in the crowd leans forward towards the stage like their eyes are glued almost like yeah they're hypnotized in
0: some way to what's going on on the stage so subliminal messaging Mm -hmm. what is that one thing where it's like the frequencies that you can like go on youtube and it's like subliminal messaging you can play to grow three inches taller (laughs) do you know what i'm talking (laughs) about (laughs) but um Yeah, so then this play starts, and I guess we should go ahead and point it out now. Um, When they're rehearsing, we hear these horns play, and the guy's like, the funeral horns are Mm -hmm. playing. So this play starts, and... um, I will say they did do the little boom, boom, boom NBC sound right before the play started. (laughs) Did you hear that? I did not hear that. But um, basically this play is definitely about Bo himself, like, duh, but it's also what I see it as is, like, what his life could have been if Mona didn't have her hand in his life. Mm-hmm. The play opens, we see this farmer, he's, like, sad, and we see these two headstones, and it says father and mother, so both of the parents are dead, mm. and so the fa- the farmer, like, collapses in front of these graves, and the seasons change, and it goes on and on, and this angel drops down from the sky, and she's like, you grieve well after all these seasons have passed. And to me, grief is a big theme in this. Grief and guilt. And um, so this is basically like the angel is saying, the only way that you can ensure that your loved one passes on in the afterlife is if you as a person memorialize them. Which mm-hmm. could kind of go back into Nathan. Mm-hmm. Because they like have so much up and they're constantly talking yeah. about him. Yeah, And they so,
1: don't let like... Them touch the room. Yeah, yeah nobody can like, go in there. Like preserving
0: his memory yeah. and making sure that he is like remembered. Like Yeah.
1: Un poquito loco, un poquito loco. <laughs>
0: you say, put them on your hands, head. Oh my God. <laughs> We're going to look crazy. So yeah. Um. The farmer, the angel, basically gives this farmer a choice of experiencing comfort or going on an adventure. And then all of a sudden, um, the farmer, like, looks down and he's got an ankle uh, or a shackle on his ankle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a axe comes over and he goes to pick it up. And then all of a sudden, Bo is the farmer. right? And so Bo is finally given a choice. Like, he realizes after all this time that something's been holding him back. He's had the chain on him, which could be Mona. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, now he has the choice to explore the world and learn from it.
1: Yeah. Now, I kind of interpret this next section um, as almost like a dream sequence, because it's mostly animated, and a lot of the times in films we see animated scenes as almost like a animated dream sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, so not necessarily that he's asleep and he's dreaming, but almost like if this was his dream life. Mm-hmm. He's um, daydreaming, really. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, so this angel goes into this monologue and I said, I think honestly, this is like my favorite part of the movie. It's just so creative from like a filmmaking perspective and Mm -hmm. like the way (laughs) I love the one where he's like trying to find his family and he's on the rock and he's just like making motions like he's calling to them. Like, I just really liked that. But this angel goes into this really long, really pretty monologue, like, whoever voiced this had, like, a very soothing voice, but definitely it dealt with, like, themes of capitalism. She's like, you will learn a trade, you will become good at it, and you will earn money, and you'll make a house, and you'll find a wife. And then, obviously, definitely pursuing, like, the American dream, getting that nuclear family. All of these are things that Bo does not have. Um, and I told Gabby that the angels monologue was giving BFA showcase, which is something from you. Which is
1: just another way
0: to say it's giving contemporary dance. Contemporary dance. So <laughs> basically we resolved that we're gonna, we're gonna choreograph a piece. Yeah. And we will perform. Yep. Yep. Yes. Um, so the, this woman is like a big figure in there. This is the woman that he meets and he marries. And I think that this mystery woman is intended to, um, kind of be a vision of his mother because we don't see her face she's always blurred or she has a mask on but the woman has red hair and she's wearing a green dress which are things that we see associated with his mom
1: mm-hmm. um and I kind of pictured the fact because he he um gets married he's he gets her pregnant because they have sex <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> is, what the angel says what the angel says and he has three children um she says sometimes she will look like a man. She does say that. Yeah. Um, sometimes I do look like a man, (laughs) but, um, yeah, we see these three children who have the three qualities that Bo had, like, does not have, does not have, which is, courage. I,
0: I can't remember the specific words used, but from what I would understand, it's, like, a spotlight was shined on each single one of them, and it was, like, strength, courage, and ambition, and these are all qualities that Bo does not have. Right. And I also, so the sons, he's basically separated from them Mm -hmm. in this big flood, which you want to go into that? Yeah, the idea of,
1: um, I kind of talked about how water is both his safe space and his trauma. Like this beautiful dream that he's having about his life suddenly gets flooded, literally, um, by this big wave that separates him and his family. Um, And he is landed in a foreign
0: place that he does not know.
1: Yeah, you said Um, it
0: kind of has to do with, like, immigration.
1: Yeah, I kind of found, I, I said a story of immigration, question mark, because we see him, like, trying to communicate with people to see if he can get some help, and they're just turning him away, they're throwing stones at him, um, they use him as a scapegoat, um, they blame him for a plague that Makes everybody sick. Mm-hmm. It's very much kind of like what we see in America, mm-hmm. where With immigrants, xenophobia. Yeah, we, immigrants come in needing help, and they just get the blind eye and mm-hmm. and blamed for lost jobs and things like that.
0: Yeah. So then it kind of circles back. Like Bo just keeps wandering. He doesn't find like a place to settle down after this, and. um, he stumbles into this place where he's down to his last dollar and he chooses, instead of spending it on food, he spends it on this play and he stumbles to the play that we are seeing. And, um, all of a sudden, like the three, his three sons are on the stage and they're like, oh my God, you're our dad. Hold and, on. Oh, you missed a spot. what I miss? Right before he
1: finds them, they, um, we see Bo is laying on the ground. He's about to give up. Oh, When yeah. the angel returns this time, um, he's in, like, a forest, and I saw it. Chloe didn't see it, but all the trees in the background had had eyes, eyes on them. They weren't, like, obvious eyes. Like You mean it's me peepers and not me noggin? Finally, you said it right. Every time Chloe tries to quote that, she says it wrong. She's like, you mean it's, you me, mean it's me eyeballs and not no, me boo-boo I s-
0: brain? I say, you mean it's me peepers and not me eyes? But I got it right. No. Party's playing with her tail.
1: But, yeah, all these trees have eyes, kind of going back to this idea of being seen. And I even made a note of it because in his dream world, all the um, masks have eye holes with no mouth. And in the real world, where the play is, the masks have eyes painted on with a hole for the mouth. So I kind of interpreted that in his dream life, he's finally being seen by the people around him, while in the real world, He's being talked over and mm-hmm. talked spoken for, almost.
0: Yeah. So, now we have Boa's old. He is the old man that was in the tree earlier. And he has this reunion with his sons. And they're like, where were you? And all this. And where was mom? And he's and it com- it comes down to they're like he's like yeah I've never even had sex before don't even know how they land on the topic and they're like wait then how are how are we made and then all of a sudden they like vanish and all of it was just we see that this was just Bo's imagination yeah. like a daydream and I said the sons are almost kind of like his projection of his fear that he won't have a legacy because Bo is the end of his like family tree yeah and he's older too um, so then this, like, strange man comes up to him, which, fun fact, if you were a supernatural girly like me, <laughs> bless you, he plays death on Supernatural. So I was very excited to see him. But he basically comes up to Bo and is like, oh my god, it's so good to see you. Girl. Oh! Uh- <gasps> Domestic violence. Um and he's like, oh my god, I'm so glad to see you. I haven't seen you since you were a little boy. You don't remember me? And he's like, no, I don't know who you are. And he's like, I used to work for your mom, and he's like, um, I used to, like, take care of your dad. I used to feed him and, like, care for him. And while while he was sick. While he was sick. And Bo's like, what do you mean? Like, my dad died. What are you talking about? And then all of a sudden, flashback a little bit I forgot to mention this again um when he was at the new family house the Roger put an ankle monitor on him and said that it was something to monitor his health Mm -hmm. which no they're just tracking him so the guy like looks down and sees that the ankle monitor is there and he suddenly is like I was just kidding um I don't know you I don't know what I'm talking about and then Jeeves shows up Mm -hmm. and Throws a bomb out and yeah. blows up this man.
1: Well, they did mention that when they found Jeeves originally, he was just out in the jungle shooting at Everything. whatever, even his own, like,
0: people on his side. Which we think that Jeeves was the one who killed Nathan, actually. Yeah, that would be... That, would, that be, would make sense. Yeah. So,
1: obviously, he went through something that kind of made him go a little Mm coco um so now even now we see him like just aimlessly shooting at things even to the point where he trips and falls on his gun and his machine
0: gun continuing to shoot into his shoulder yeah um so then Bo runs Mm -hmm. and he the jeeves hit like an incapacitate button and the ankle monitor shocks him and he passes out
1: and now we get to the juicy now bits. Now we get to the juicy bits. Here is um a quick little story time from Miss Mona. Here we see um Mona and Bo. Bo is a baby. And they're in his room. Not a baby baby. Not but yeah, he's A like child. Ten, probably. He is a child. And they've got one of those... What did you say it was called? Like a... A mobile mobile
0: nightlight. A mobile. One of those colorful ones that spins.
1: So, as it's spinning, it's shining blue and red lights on her as she's telling the story about how her father...
0: He he asks, like, what happened to my father. Yeah, I'm getting there. Oh, my bad.
1: Bitch! (gasps) He's, uh, she's telling the story about how her father died when he was conceived because he had heart problems... And as soon as he finished, he just, his heart crapped out. And how he... Bo's father. You
0: said how her father. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. <gasps> let, <gasps> let the record God, show. Talk.
1: I'm okay. done. Oh. I'm done with this fucking episode. <laughs> uh,
0: she's really leaving, y'all. <sighs> Anyways, she talks about how Bo's father, like, immediately died the second that he was conceived like she's like yeah he died on top of me and um so we this is a lie because no but we don't really know for sure and so this kind of just plants that seed of Bo being afraid of having sex because he knows that it's a genetic thing which kind of goes back to um on the cruise when he was saying it's really dangerous for me it's genetic we know that His father died that way, his grandfather died that way, his great-grandfather died that way. Oh, why is my computer making noises? Um, so yeah, she kind of plants that seed and is this where we see the attic? Yeah. Okay. So then, we kind of- this part is interesting, because we wake up in that bathtub that we see earlier in the movie, which we didn't really say, but kind of like briefly flashes he's in a bathtub in this 80s looking bathroom. So now we're back in that bathtub, and we see Mona and the young Beau. And then at the same time, we as the viewers are Beau. It's a point of view shot, right. so, as Gabby informed me. Yeah,
1: it's called a point of view shot. We see, first we see Elaine. So we see Elaine as a girl is helping wash off Beau. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he turns his head, and it becomes Mona. So it's almost like, i interpreted it as, as like, He almost sees, like, his mother in in Elaine. Mm -hmm. Or, like, a way to, like, get away from his mother Mm -hmm. in Elaine. Um, Or maybe... Uh. I won't even go there, but maybe (laughs) Elaine is, like, actually, like, a younger version of Mona. Mm -hmm. But um, at the same time, when when we see Mona, regular Mona, come back in the picture, she is holding other Bow by the arm... And he's she's, angry. Yeah, he's struggling with her. She's like, "Why are you
0: disobeying me?" And sh- and Bo's just wanting to know what happened to her, his dad. He's like, "No, I want to know." Like he's arguing, he's fighting back against her, and she's yeah. not happy with that. She
1: turns to POV, uh, POV Bo, which is
0: the oh, audience. Sh- yeah. And she's like, "Do you want to know too?" And he kind of shakes. He his shakes head. his head. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. kind of like falls back. And so she yanks younger Bo into like the hallway and we step out and we watch in the hallway and we see this attic shot mm-hmm. which I said definitely reminded me of hereditary because we see like an attic and everything and mm-hmm. just the way the shot was especially with the tree house but um she like makes this younger beau go upstairs and then she shuts the attic behind him behind her and um, she turns to us, and you pointed out that in the bathroom, it was younger Mona. Mm-hmm. And now with this attic, it's older Mona. Yep, so. And so then she turns to Bo, and she asks him, like, do you want to go up there too? And we hear Joaquin Phoenix's, the older Bo's voice, being like, no. But he looks down at his feet, and they're, like, crossed, and he's a little boy. Yeah. So we said it was kind of, like, him kind of still stuck in that little boy kind of way. Yeah,
1: and even though, like... Every version of, of Mona he's afraid of, whether mm-hmm. it's her when he was younger or her now, as, he's... Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's also, like, the idea of, like, it's a memory mm-hmm. because, like, she probably has... has If we see the bow that goes up into the attic as, like, his confidence, she probably was bringing mm-hmm. his
0: confidence to the attic every week. <laughs> yeah. And so I look at the addict as him stowing away his trauma because he does forget about it. He tells the therapist, like, Oh, I've had this dream again Which Mona later is like, You're stupid, that's a memory. And um what I
1: what'd she say, bumbling idiot? She's like,
0: like No, you stupid idiot, that was a memory. Like she's mean. Duh. Um, and then I also look at the attic as a way of, uh, Mona banishing behavior that she finds unfavorable and her grooming Bo into the person that she wants him to be. So this younger Beau that we see that she sends up the attic, he's being defiant towards her. He's fighting back. He wants to know where his father is. And, um, I think he, she's even like, you know where he is. He's dead. And he's like, no, he's not. And so she's like, get that out of your head. Put that version of Bo in the attic. Move on. So... That was that one. Is the rest of the cruise in this part or does that come later? With Girl, a- that was early. That was like during the cruise. <sighs> Elaine. Yeah. Where she when gets ripped off. Part.
1: that is the same. Well, let's time touch that on that because
0: I can't keep this timeline straight. But, um, so basically, Elaine, like, storms into the like, see room that they're in on this cruise, and she's, like, panicking, she's, like, she's taking me away, she's taking me away, her mother, and she's, like, will you wait for me, promise you'll wait for me, and she doesn't even wait for him to respond, and, um, she, like, kisses him on the lips, and then Elaine's mom comes and, like, rips her out, and then Mona's, like, was she the one, well, first of all, she's, like, who is this bitch, and then she's, like, well, was she the one, was she the one, and, like, really panicking about it, so that's that now finally we are Bo comes out of the forest he's panicking he hitchhikes and he's taken all the way to Wasserton Mm -hmm. and he shows up at his mom's house and as we've said a couple times already like it's this massive mansion like very modern architecture I have to say it's very 80s like I follow this Instagram account called 80s interiors and it looks like it was pulled directly from that one. Um,
1: yeah, outside, outside of the house. Outside of the house, we see we see Shiva Steve's.
0: Yeah, Shiva Steve's grub for the grieving. Yeah. I love that.
1: So kind of just confirming the the
0: idea of them being a Jewish family. Family. And um, they're packing up the truck. He's like, "Oh, where's the funeral? Is it still happening?" And the guy's like, "It's over. Yeah, like you missed like, it." They're playing a video of it though. Yeah, you can watch the recap. So, he goes in the house, and this is where we, oh, this is where we really start to unravel the whole story, what is happening here. We see a bunch of Easter eggs, mm-hmm. so we see, like, Mona's got pictures of her and Beau everywhere, all over her house, and we see um, the history of M&W. She's got, like, a wall that goes from, like, 1970 all the way to the present, and we see That she really shaped this company around Bo, because from the time he was a baby, we see, like, baby monitors. And then as he grows older, we see, like, um, ADHD ADHD medicine, medicine, acne medicine, razors for teens. Mm -hmm. Rehab
1: neighborhoods. Yeah. So, ooh, rehab rehab neighborhoods. neighborhoods. I wonder
0: if he had, like, some sort of mental break that or like even like a drug issue i wonder i wouldn't be surprised Mm. but also in these ads over the years Bo is present in every single one of them Mm -hmm. and an interesting thing that a24 did to advertise for this movie i think it was they posted it to their instagram and i signed up for it where you could put your email in for this mw thing and then for like maybe the past two months i've been getting advertisements sent to my email and i'm gonna definitely post them on the instagram but it'll, it'll be like, oh, MNW's allergy medicine, like, perfect for perfectly safe for you. Mm-hmm. Like, that kind of stuff. And there's like, oh, M W is on Slack. Sign up now to get your work instructions and all that kind of stuff. Like, very, I love advertising like that. Very interesting. So it's cool to see, like, a closer look into that. Right um yeah but just definitely how she literally centered this entire company around Bo's needs and yeah so that she can keep control of him control of and you know make him think that if it's not coming
1: from mom if it's not coming from mw then it's, it's not safe yeah, it's not
0: perfectly you. safe yeah. um so yeah then he like goes over to the casket and we see it's an open casket it's a headless woman and we see her hands crossed over her and what we assume as the audience to be blood on her hand. And we'll get into that in a second. So then Bo goes and he takes a nap on the couch. We see water rippling again. And then he wakes up because somebody's in the house and it's Elaine. Yep. And I found her behavior to be very off-putting and yeah. very weird. Like she was just kind of like, oh, um, I came to pay my respects. And I guess I worked for her up until last week. And then she's, like, about to leave, and Bo's like, wait, like, do you remember me? Like, I I waited for you. Mm -hmm. And then she's, like, oh, yeah, I guess I remember you.
1: Yeah. It was almost, like, because I I even put it, like, Bo isn't recognized by Elaine, and then he was, like, really too cowardly to, like, run up to her. Like,
0: if she wasn't outside waiting for an Uber, he would have, like, missed the chance to go talk to her. So, then all of a sudden, she's like, oh, yeah, like, I remember you, and then um, she's like, let me come inside, or Bo's actually like, do you want to come inside, and she's like, yeah, and then that girl moves quick, she's like, where's the bedroom, Mm -hmm. go wash off in the bathroom, go get Mm -hmm. undressed, get in bed right now, she has that sex playlist ready, yeah, and and while
1: she's, like, waiting for him to get out of the bathroom, she's like, putting on Mona's jewelry, spraying her perfume,
0: mm-hmm. almost, like, putting on a costume Mona as her own costume. Yeah, and one important thing to note is that they are in, um, Mona's bedroom, and I kind of pointed out, like, everything in this bedroom is pink. Gabby pointed out that the headboard is a rainbow. Yeah, it's kind of, like, rainbow-shaped. Mm-hmm. So, then Bo comes back out, and then, like, elaine is on it she's ready to roll let's go she said always she, be my baby yeah, she rolled that condom on got on top and beau is panicking this whole time because he thinks he's gonna die mona has instilled this in him from a young age that like the moment you bust a nut you're gonna die
1: mm-hmm.
0: so he's like panicking and then um it's over he he does that deed Mm-hmm. And then he's like, "Whoa!" And Mona's like, <laughs> dang, <laughs> you, "Dang, you blew right through that thing." Yuck! Because <laughs> as we said, his
1: balls were big, and ginormous. Lord, he had the worst blue balls. If your man ever says he has blue balls, not like this guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if he can go, however many years, 40. he's fine. Yeah. So she's like, "All right, well, you, you're, you're done. I, I'ma still get off." And, um, so, yeah, and so she does her thing, and then the camera is strictly on him at this point, and he's just kind of laughing. He's, like, wow, like, I didn't die. Like, sex didn't kill me. And then all of a sudden, he looks up, and Elaine is just, like, literally frozen. Like, she died. She's, like, petrified. And, yeah, what I said was he, like, when he panics and, like, shoves her off of him, It's almost like if you were to throw a mannequin on the ground, like, it makes that plasticky kind of thud, Mm. like, she wasn't a person. Yeah. And I
1: kind of, I kind of had this stupid, (laughs) like, yeah, you're stupid, (laughs) like, uh, theory that it was, like, his, (laughs) his (laughs) old ass, like, uh semen that's been sitting in his balls for 40 years, just, like, cemented as soon as <laughs> they entered her body. I don't
0: know how that would kill her, though.
1: I don't know, just, like, it kind of like how in American Horror stories she's got that, Oh, like, she got that demon death pussy.
0: P- <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I said- I said death by dick. Um- so yeah, then all of a sudden, Bo like rolls off the bed and he's like frozen in fear on the side of Mona's bed and he's naked. And we did, I, s-
1: did I say my whole breathing bit?
0: Yeah, you in said that earlier. Okay, I was just making sure. I don't uh, remember what I repeated or not. I know. And then all of a sudden in the doorway of the bathroom, we see Mona with her hands on her hips and she's like, no, go on. Keep going like I wasn't here. Like, Mm. I wasn't watching the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And Mona is revealed to be alive. Lo lo and behold. Stink, you're making me nervous. Go away. Oh. Um, Yeah. So, then, I kind of, this was interesting to note. Mona, like, snaps her fingers and she's like, get rid of this. And, um, these, like, Hispanic people come in and they, like, usher the body out. And I just was like, okay. Like, rich white people just get to sweep anything under the rug and, like, working class people are left with the dirty work Mm -hmm.
1: yeah so it's revealed that mona's alive and the body that they used to fake her death was martha martha the nanny um which the only clip we see of martha is a a clip of her making making bo Bo laugh laugh, like actually
0: being a mother to bo instead of like this kind of like he's that's the only time i really see him acting like a kid yeah. yeah
1: and it almost felt like mona might have been jealous of martha and mm-hmm. what what she could do and be and have with beau yeah um so i mean she says that martha was like jumping at the fact that she was gonna like pretend to be her dead body which i don't think so yeah because i mean even Bo was like how much did you pay her and her family Mm -hmm. and she said enough that they all quit their jobs like that same day yeah but it's like it still felt like a little bit suspicious that she would be like more than willing to die for her Mm -hmm. and even if she was
0: that loyal to her like Mm -hmm. kind of shows how mona's got everybody like yeah in control yeah. yeah and um going back to like the hands on the body we see Bo, like, look at this, and he sees her hands, and it turns out, because Mona's like, you weren't even concerned about me, and he's like, I knew you weren't dead, like, I saw the birthmark. Martha had, like, a big birthmark on her hand, and so, which, another thing I thought it was interesting, like, if he cared so much for Martha, why didn't he get upset when he realized that it was her in yeah. the coffin? Or, like, why didn't he, like, if he realized his mother
1: was probably alive, like, why didn't he go try and look for her
0: yeah so then and his mom is instilling shame over sex still she's like she's like yeah you couldn't even wait to get up here and just like bang it out plow town (laughs) what do what do they call it bone town on abbott elementary oh yeah the bone zone (laughs) (laughs) sauce all over my bone zone (laughs) what's the oh she said what's the tiktok that's like she 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 I don't know something okay something shut funny. up you know what I'm talking about, no, I don't <laughs> she 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 shut the hell up, <laughs> she hit on my keyboard till like, I control out delete or something like that. you oh, know what I'm talking about <laughs> we're losing it, y'all, we're losing it, all right, power through, power through, um, then all of a sudden, the therapist walks out of the bathroom. And it's revealed that every single, I think it was 300 sessions, every single session that Bo had with this therapist has been recorded for Mona's listening pleasure. Yeah. Which we, upon our rewatch, Gabby noticed five minutes in, we were like, there's a blinking red light. This is being recorded. Yeah. So, interesting. Ari Aster. We know what you're doing. We know you. And so, basically, all these, like, past recordings are being played back and we she's like, you said something about love. Yeah, because, I mean, we were- we were- oh, we- we learned basically that Mona's mom did not want her. She didn't want anything to do with her, didn't show any love towards her, and so we kind of see that as, like, the motivation for maybe some of Mona's behavior towards Bo. And then when we're hearing back on the audios
1: of these sessions- we hear about how whenever Bo was trying to step out and do his own things, Mona would get really upset yeah, about Yeah, turn on him, and if she loved him and he didn't love her the same way, she would get upset, and she was like, oh, I guess I just loved you too much, uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You He's, know, being
0: that, like, that kind of mom. Yeah, basically taking any displays of his autonomy as a betrayal to herself. Yeah. Um so then this is where he's starting to actually like get a little defiant and he's um explaining like I I she won't tell me the truth. I want to know the truth. And he's like sitting there in person as this recording is playing like yeah, I want to know the truth. I want to know the truth. And Mona's like, "All right, you want to know the truth so bad? Go up to the attic." And so she, "Oh, what are you doing, sir?" "Snake." just going to pull on this cord. Stink. Um so he goes up to the attic and we see the version of Bo that was forced to go up the attic when he was a little boy and we know that this is the same one because he's wearing the same shirt and it's shrunken on this like grown man body Mm -hmm. but this version of Bo is like really emaciated and obviously not cared for. Malnourished. Malnourished. He's like completely feral. He's
1: like got like a bowl that he eats food and he's just like begging.
0: Yeah so Bo's like horrified to see this and then he turns and he sees a giant penis monster. (laughs) Yeah.
1: <laughs> we can't, like, there's no way for us to
0: describe it no. other than a giant, giant penis, penis monster. monster. Big ol' balls, big old shaft. Yeah. Big old claws. And an angry little face. Mm-hmm. And another interesting detail is that this big giant penis monster actually has its own big set of testicles <laughs> among the testicles. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to see it yeah. to know it.
1: Suddenly, Jeeves somehow
0: comes back from the dead. Yeah, because we never really saw him die to begin with.
1: Well, I mean, uh, like, ten bullets through your chest will definitely do it. True. Um, but he yeah. comes in, he's starting to fight the penis monster, stabbing it a whole
0: bunch until he gets... Stabbed in the head. Mm-hmm. Which, um, going into, like, the penis monster, I think it's interesting... Because Mona, like, has such stigma around Bo having sex that maybe he kind of sees his own genitalia as, like, a monster or something gruesome. Mm-hmm. Like, he's afraid of sex, really. Right. Literally. So, I thought that was interesting. I think it's also... Uh, Mona actually says, she's like, that was your father up there. Yeah. Maybe it's a... Maybe it's a...
1: A story about circumcision. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> the horrors of circumcision.
1: Your okay, balls, Okay, become... Veronica.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so then he gets back down and him and Mona are like in a scuffle.
1: No, it was- no, it was- it was Kev that wanted the circumcision. Oh. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Veronica was against it. it. Yeah. Shameless lore. Hello. Um, <laughs> and then Fiona's looking at the circumcision website on her work computer. Um, lord so then they get downstairs Mona and Bo are like having a scuffle and Bo like physically strangles his mom mm-hmm. and
1: mm-hmm. well before he does this she mentions the words like is he scared enough of the world that is yeah. like the line that like stuck with me most because like she's even admitting that her whole purpose in life was, was to, to, to make sure still fear yeah him. make sure that he was scared and the only person he could trust was mama
0: yeah So she like freaks out and then she's like, (gasps) and then like collapses dramatically into a glass box. And Bo like freaks out because he thinks that he killed his mother, runs out of the house. And this was interesting because every time we see him in such a big state of fear, he like freezes. He can't move. He's there for an extended amount of time. This is the first time we see him frozen. Like his face is frozen in fear, but he's running. So he's like finally got some movement in his body. Um, so now we find Bo, he finds a boat, and he hits the water. We're back with that water, and for me, I said that this signifies the start of a new life, where he's able to make his own choices with the knowledge that he was a spectacle. And the guilt hits him instantly, and the gas runs out of his boat, and all of a sudden, and you said, like, the, we see the water, and we yeah. see the stars. Yeah,
1: we see water, and we see the stars, and we saw this earlier in one of his, like, knockout dreams but we see the water rippling and the stars and suddenly lights turn on and these stars become little human heads arena lights yeah these stars become the little heads Mm. they become the people so we're in this arena and there's a huge crowd of people just watching you going back to that idea of being watched being seen Mm -hmm. so even like the stars above you are judging you
0: yeah So, basically, he's in, like, this huge arena courthouse drama situation, and there's this prosecution, it's the attorney that was on the phone with him earlier, and his mother, she's not dead, what a dramatic girl, faking her death twice, Um, and the lawyer is just spewing at him and hating him, and this big, giant jumbotron is showing all these clips from his life, and so we see that he's been recorded his entire life- Mm -hmm.
1: And even the point, like, in his apartment where he thought, like, calling his mom and telling her the news would be, like, the first time she's hearing of it. And, like, yeah. no, she's been she watching knows. this whole time.
0: Probably planned it out herself. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah. And then on the other side, we see this defense attorney. And he's got, like, this big 1-800 defense sign kind of playing on, like the accident lawyers that have big flashy commercials but this defense attorney has like a really weak voice and he's very quiet and the prosecution is basically like he was letting these degenerates rifle through her laundry and pick out her panties and we see like video of it and the defense is like no he he really wanted to like do the right thing and Bo is constantly trying to do the right thing but he's just too scared yeah I think um I think it's not even that he
1: he wants to do the right thing. It's also like how you mentioned he's a people pleaser mm-hmm. because you know his whole thing was like, oh well, they pressured me into into going through her laundry, and it's like you see him like just standing there letting them do it instead of like oh, trying guys, to fight back. Let's not
0: go through yeah. my mom's panties, please. Yeah, yeah. So all of a sudden the defense is like the defense is not being heard, not being Considered, yeah. And all of a sudden somebody takes the defense and throws him over and he lands on this rock cliff, which we said is very midsummer. Mm-hmm. And um, I noticed this, that among the rocks is a bunch of other defense attorneys that have been thrown over mm-hmm. with their heads like splatted open. And for me, I said that this represented how Bo is constantly losing arguments against his narcissistic mother. Like, he's trying- we see he tried to stand up for himself and she threw him in the attic. Yeah, so it's just, like,
1: a constant battle and a constant being talked over.
0: Mm -hmm. And, yeah, and the defense is, like, you know, he, like- He hid from his mother when she thought she lost him in the mall, and he let these kids rifle through her panties, and he gave away a gift that was intended to his mother, to a random stranger. Yeah. And... And He'll feed the fish, but he won't feed the homeless. Yeah. And, um, just hours after his mother's funeral.
1: Maybe that's why Grace's truck is planted outside of his house, mm -hmm. as like a,
0: do you want to volunteer Uh, to feed the homeless? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. But, um, he, oh, just hours after his mother's funeral, he's, like, having sex in her bed. Like, does he actually love his mother? And, um, so then he's, like, doomed guilty, I guess. And all of a sudden, this, like, explosion goes off. The horns. Oh, yeah. Like we mentioned earlier, the funeral horns, they start playing at this point. And Bo recognizes this and he's scared. And this explosion goes off, and the boat flips, and Bo is trapped under the boat. He's drowning. And this like was probably the most impactful part for me, because we see the audience, like some of them are sticking around to watch, but some immediately get up and leave the arena. And I just thought it was really interesting because this is when the credits start to roll. And for me, I wrote down that we are all observers of suffering and the suffering of Beau, and yet we do nothing, and we leave the arena when we get bored. So, like, it was very interesting because it's, like, in the movie, these people are getting up and leaving. They don't want to stick around to watch this. And then us in the movie theater are given the choice to sit here through the credits and watch or get up and go on with our day. So, it was very impactful.
1: And I told Chloe, I'm like, I hope whoever did sound design gets an Oscar because the way that they make silence sound so loud and so unsettling, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: like, it just makes your skin crawl as you're sitting there, like,
0: hearing nothing but just, like, the silence. Mm -hmm. Something, okay, so that's the whole movie. I think we really crammed that in there. Oh, stink. What do you think the test is? because we didn't get to talk about this my theory is that the test is okay we're keeping an eye on the clock um my theory is that the test is like how far he will go to live up to his mother's love like Mm. does he actually love his mom i said like is he gonna choose his mother or is he gonna choose himself because Mm. mona says that he was born without the mechanism to choose yeah so, yeah. I, constantly, time after time, all these trials that he's going through is, like, is he gonna show up for his mom? Is he gonna get there in time? How far- how much is he gonna push to be there for his well, mother? Well, I find it
1: funny, because it's, like, she blames, like, the idea of not being able to choose on him, like, if it wasn't her that, like, didn't give him a choice. Mm-hmm. And now that he's supposed to have a choice, he can't- he doesn't
0: know how to handle himself. Yeah. And then, one thing about Mr. Ariaster is he loves to sprinkle in- hints to what the overall story is throughout the movie so i took note of a lot and i'm so excited because i actually get to get into these so i'm gonna hurry it up, throw through these so obviously Bo is constantly being watched we see the security cameras in the therapist office um in the car with the joint the girls are recording him and they know who he is yeah because she's like isn't that and tony cuts her off mm. um channel 78 we see he's being recorded we've got the ankle monitor keeping track of where he is you said the eyeballs and the trees Mm -hmm. um when yeah we said that one there's a picture of Bo as a baby when he's sitting in the bathtub and he's with his mom and she has like a claw like grip on Mm -hmm. his head like it's not a very lovingly mother grip
1: and the only single picture of his father is like a blurry
0: picture where you can't even see his face I didn't even see that picture that that was like the only <laughs> um when we're interacting with the only police officer in the movie there's a sign behind him I couldn't read all of it but one section I could see was um it said betray your mother live free and then oh one thing that was interesting so there was a quilt in his apartment that he had that had like a moose and a bear it looked like something you'd find in a log cabin when he goes to Grayson Rogers' house, the time he wakes up from when he's frozen in that corner, it's his quilt on him.
1: I did not recognize mm-hmm.
0: that. Um yeah. Channel 78. Oh yeah, so then Mona has a bunch of framed photos of him and her from when he was like younger. And one of the framed photos is a picture taken from the security camera in his apartment. In his apartment when he mm-hmm. was frozen in fear. Yep with the bathwater. Yeah,
1: that, that gives me chills just thinking
0: about Yeah. That. Um, the perfectly safe apartments that we see advertised that she's working on like an advertisement for it is interesting because it's a mock up of this very nice place and it even has like the whorehouse advertised yeah. in it. Yeah. But then we know that it's like really run down and crime ridden. Yeah. And then there's pictures of the like imagined like you know how they have like stock photo images. Mm-hmm of, like, canopy apartments or whatever. And there's actually a picture of Bo when he's, like, on the street looking concerned. Like, not, like, a happy resident. Um... Oh, yeah, there was that photo of Mona with the MW stuff mm-hmm. that was made up of all the people who work for her. And, and with, within there was a picture of Roger. And then, yeah, we had the funeral horns. I have a couple theories. that I not want to hurry, wanna... hurry it up. I'm snapping, I'm snapping. Um i don't think the crime-ridden world we see is really real mm. i think it's all made up in his head because mona has some condition to be so afraid of the world around mm-hmm. him that he just automatically expects the worst from everything mm-hmm. i don't think the no neighbor notes were real i think that's a projection of Bo thinking that he's a burden to others and a nuisance to others and then An- a nuisance a nuisance what did i say A nuisance yeah nuisance Um, when the people are swarming his apartment, I think that's an allusion to immigration Mm -hmm. because it's like, oh, my God, these crazy criminals criminals are coming into my home and and ruin everything. Um, the big balls, big balls. Um, I think that's just his mom trying to keep him pure for herself. Ew. Um, for me. Okay, this was a weird theory i think that every time we see water it's like a new life is starting because after the car crash we see this is like a new life beginning for Bo. so like he's kind of treated as a baby by grace Mm. he's she literally uses a baby thermometer on him and they're kind of like his new mom and dad and he's got like a jealous sibling and then like after i don't know Just different life phases for Bo for sure. Different versions of Bo throughout the whole movie. We got into Bo as
1: Jesus.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think this is kinda like Truman show. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Especially with channel 78. Like he's literally televised. Are you kidding me? Um Yeah, Death at Conception. I thought this could kind of be a metaphor for like the passing down of life. And like I don't know. I almost kind of think like Bo was like an older version of Bo led to the conception of the newer version of Bo, like literally passing parts of yourself down the line, and it could almost get into generational trauma. Mm.
1: And then I will say, like, I mean, Mona's whole thing was like, My mother blamed me for all the
0: things her mother did to her. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Is that not what you're doing right now? Yeah. <laughs> and then I also, this is my last theory. Um, if Mona can fake her death then she can definitely fake her husband's death Mm -hmm. so that's that any last thoughts
1: my brain hurts
0: yeah slay all right let's get into some questions we're gonna run we're gonna run through them because we've got quite a lot so the first one comes from bestie isa who says favorite animated movie how's moving castle Coraline. Uh, bestie thomas says what is one fantasy you have that's embarrassing i said that um i wouldn't mind getting um like put into
1: a cult and i said that if i could live as like a slime from the asmr
0: slime videos i would do that uh bestie thomas says what's your favorite genre of movie horror rom-com bestie thomas (laughs) bestie thomas sent a lot bestie thomas said how has the movie past changed your life i think honestly like it's it's at this point oxygen water food air (laughs) um i said oxygen and air twice um regal cinemas because we were threatened with the possibility of our regal next to us getting taken away and i like genuinely was upset and was like i don't i don't think i can live without my movies yeah
1: and then for me I, i really felt like It's a good way to just get out and watch movies that you probably would have never decided to watch in the first place. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I would have never spent $18 to watch 80 for Brady.
0: But since it was part of my subscription, I had a good time. Yeah. And then Bestie Thomas said, What is your favorite type of zombie? I like the zombies from Plants vs. Zombies.
1: (laughs) 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 With the, like... Pot on their head. <laughs> I like the music in there.
0: Like they got some good jazz music in there. Um obviously mine are the bloaters. Um Bestie Thomas says Parlez-vous Francais. Oui. Où vous fougue? Fougue? Fougue. All I gotta say about that is uh allez-vous Je m'appelle Chloe. And that's all I know. the like the boys, like the boys um uh, Bestie Thomas says, dream blunt rotation of fictional movie characters. Let's say three to four people.
1: Oh, God. What did I say? I said Nick Cage in as Nick Cage from um, Massive Talent. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to change mine up a little bit. I will probably, too. Um, Sharpay Evans, mm-hmm. for sure, from High School Musical. Um... Um, 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 I've got mine. I need one more. I need one more. Um, I'm trying to think of every movie I've ever watched.
0: (laughs) I'm I'm gonna start on mine. I said, uh, Tom Hardy from Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, Shelly from House Bunny. I'm gonna switch it up. Let's do Major Pain from Sky High. Um, and gosh darn what's another one i would do jasper hale <laughs> oh yeah i said bella swan
1: <laughs> okay moving on battle scars battle scars
0: uh bestie nicole says movie with the best soundtrack baby driver um spider verse and bestie nicole says favorite movie genre girly we just answered we that just it, so hover rewind Uh, Bestie Nicole says, give each other a wreck you love, but the other hasn't seen the last freaking unicorn. And I said, Snurks,
1: which I don't actually love, but I just want (laughs) to (laughs) watch it.
0: Bestie Nicole said, what's your favorite guilty pleasure movie? I said, I have no shame in the game. Everybody knows my favorite movie is Gremlins, so... She just has bad taste. I, I don't have any shame.
1: I said I'm kind of an Adam Sandler girly when it comes to like throwing on some crap just to have okay, his background Okay, but Adam noise. Sandler
0: popped off on 51st Dates. Um, yeah. That movie makes me cry. And then Spanglish, too. I never saw that. And then, uh, Blended. Blended. Never <laughs> saw that, but I knew you were going to say that. Um,. And then lastly, Bestie Nicole says, pick your favorite music album right now and come up with a movie idea using it as a soundtrack. And I said Crash by Charlie XCX. I thought that would make a really interesting, like super gory, super intense, crazy horror movie. I was like, I'm about to crash. I'm about to crash. And then you like chop someone's head off.
1: And I said SOS by SZA. I would make her like a a secret agent, kind of like
0: Atomic Blonde, but without the queer baby. Tell it to you do it to you. Mm-hmm. That's what I gotta say. All right, Busty. what have we been watching lately? Uh,
1: Bo's Afraid, um, Top Gun Maverick, which Chloe liked it. I did really like it. Um,
0: uh, I was only there for Miles Teller because, yeah. I, th- I told Gabby the military propaganda got me uh, I immediately went and signed up for the Air Force. What is it, the Navy? <laughs> we
1: also watched Game Night with um, J- Jason... No.
0: What is that man's name? Jason
1: Bateman. Yeah. Um, And then we watched Dude Where's My Car in honor of last week's episode. And Chloe watched More Than Me, so... Yeah, I watched... Uh, I finished Better Call Saul. I wa- and I watched the scene where he's like... Walter Walter White White couldn't have done done it it without without me.
0: me. Uh, I watched Evil Dead Rise, which I said was just, like, okay, girl. Um, It was, I really liked it. It was just kind of crazy, gory, and I really, that's probably, like, my biggest dream in life right now is to just be, like, a super crazy, nasty, gross, possessed devil lady just having such a fun time because the lady who plays, like, the mom is literally like a supermodel, and she's posting all these behind the scenes, and you can just tell that she had such a fun time in this role. And then I also told Gabby like my favorite thing, like my favorite vocal Stim. stem right now is <laughs> <laughs> "Mama's with the maggots." Now I love it so much. Yeah, I saw Top Gun, rewatched Dude Wears My Car, watched Vox Lux, which was very interesting. I don't want to say anything about it. I think it's best if you go in blind. But, um, the first half is done. Yo, Farty blew up that toilet. Again? Anyways. Lord. (laughs) Um, the first, like, third of this movie is so good. And then just, like, it kind of is, eh. But Natalie Portman really does her thing. I love her, I love her, I love her. And it was interesting to see this character as, like, something I've never seen Natalie Portman do before. And then I watched Gossip with James Marston, and that was a movie. It was a movie indeed. Then I rewatched Twilight Zone the movie. It's because of that gremlin. I almost killed Chloe. And then we rewatched Bo is Afraid. Um, we are finally in season five of Shameless, mm-hmm. and I asked Gabby, and she gave me a lame answer. So maybe she'll give me a cooler <sighs> answer this time. What's the craziest thing, the most shocking thing that has happened on Shameless thus far? Um, the fact that if Walter White couldn't have done it. me. Oh, you
1: you're so stupid. Um, I think it's, uh, I, I was on Team Sheila, and now I'm not so much on Team Sheila right now. I think that's the worst part, is that they m- made me turn against my girl, <laughs> Sheila.
0: <laughs> Who Who's your favorite right now? carl (laughs) oh my god carl he's so stupid (laughs) like not like stupid like he needs to stop like stupid the boy has zero brain cells he's stupid all right bestie give me some songs okay Um, oh i didn't i didn't get to say (laughs) shush tierno's gonna take out the trash again um i'm also watching that 70s show still on that I care, so I'm going to beat you up. Give me some songs. Um,
1: if you don't know, now you know. We are going to the All Things Go Festival in so, September. Come say hello. Yeah, um, and we decided... I, we both have been just kind of listening to some of those artists. Especially I the- made
0: us a specialized playlist did. called All Things Go Study Guide. Yeah,
1: so I've been listening to some of those. And some of my favorites have been... Wolves by Jensen McRae, uh Alrighty, Aphrodite by Peach Pit, um, Letter to an Old Poet by Boy Genius, good lord, if I hear this in <laughs> person, I'm gonna cry my no, balls we out. No, were,
0: you were playing Ethel Kane last night, oh, and yeah. like, I don't know what song it was, but it said something, and like, I like, almost teared up yeah. a little bit, like, I was like, oh my god. And then Flight Risk by Tommy Lefroy. Or LaFroy. Yeah. know. Yeah, Lafruity. Yeah, we are all Lafruity. Which uh can we get into that real fast? One time I said s- I said something and my mom said, You are a fruit. Uh uh. Jail homophobic.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but anyways, mine are gonna be peppers and then I told the story, I'm gonna tell it again, so suck it up, Gabby. But um oh I was listening to Taco Truck X V B And I was on the bus, it's like early in the morning, I'm like dead, I'm tired, and then she's like saying her thing, she's like, that's why they call me Lanita, she's so funny for that, but then all of a sudden I hear this something that sounds so familiar, and it was like, I told Gabby, it was like, when the Marines hear like a 10 hut, they like stand at salute. Girl, I stood at salute immediately. I said, oh and she started it was like Venice Bitch the Reprise, but she pulled it from like two albums ago. I was like, what is this doing on here? Not even two albums ago. That was three albums ago. And um that is such a good song. So there's that one. Let's do Crimson and Clover by Joan Jat and the Blackhearts. Dog Tooth by Tyler the Creator and Dance Now by Joey Valence and Bray. So. You tell them it. Yeah, you tell them for Time to close it up. Time to wrap it up. All right. Uh, follow
1: us on Instagram, Haters Film Club. Whoa. Oh.
0: <laughs> Be sure to follow along with Pod Pod at Haters Film Club where you can see the behind the scenes of us actually wanting to die tonight. Yeah. When um, we realize- follow me on
1: Instagram and Letterbox at Curly femme.
0: Follow me on Insta and letterboxed at Clo underscore Mercier. Send this to your therapist.
1: Send this to your gastroenterologist. Send this to your orthopedic surgeon.
0: Send this to um, Garfield. Um, Send this to your mama. (laughs) (laughs) Good night,
1: y'all. Good night.